right, it's time for another Master Passive Income Podcast. My name's Dustin Heiner, and I help people quit their jobs by investing in real estate rental properties so that they have enough money coming in to their pockets every single month. That is a monthly cash flow of passive income, which means you don't work at all and you still make money. And that's because you have tenants that pay you money every single month to live in the properties that you own. Now, today we're going to be looking at how you can start investing in real estate and how you can actually make money without even working and have other people do the work for you. Now, I quit my job when I was 37 years old, and I want to show you how to do it. It took me nine years to eventually quit my job by buying one property after another, after another. Eventually, I had 20 plus properties, and I quit my job. And since then, I just keep building my business even bigger. And this is what I want for you. I want to show you how you can quit your job, how you can dramatically change your life to live the dream life because you have real estate rental properties making you money every single month. All right, guys, now let's get in this show where we talk all about how to start investing in real estate. All right, now start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Now, let's get started in today's show. Now, this weekend, the weekend that I'm recording and putting this this episode out is Memorial Day weekend. I absolutely love Memorial Day weekend because we remember the soldiers, the heroes that help keep America safe and protect us and keep us free. That's something I absolutely love. I love freedom, just like with my financial independence. I'm financially free, and I want to make sure that I stay that way. That's why I invest in real estate rental properties. Now, when it comes to Memorial Day, I really, really enjoy working out and exercising. There's a workout program that I want to tell you a little bit about really quickly. It's called MRF, and the reason why it's called MRF is because there was a soldier. He was a Navy SEAL. His name was Michael Murphy, and they termed the name of this workout Murph and for his last name. And so the workout is a monster workout, and it's done every single Memorial Day weekend by many, many CrossFit people. It's a workout that a lot of CrossFit people do. I, I do a lot of Olympic lifting, but I also like doing CrossFit as well. And so here's the workout. Now, imagine yourself doing this in as fast a time as possible. So what you first do is you run a mile as fast as you can. You run the mile, and then when you're done with that mile, you do 100 pull-ups. Now, many of us can't even do one, but imagine doing 100 pull-ups. Then, after that 100 pull-ups, you do 200 push-ups. Again, imagine doing even just you know 20 push-ups, let alone 200 push-ups. And then after that, you do 300 air squats. That's, you know, just squatting down, no, uh, uh, no, you know, like barbell on your back or anything like that, just air squats. And imagine doing a hundred, 200, 300. And then after all that, you run another mile to finish it off. So you run a mile, do a hundred pull-ups, then do 200 push-ups, 
and then do 300 air squats and then run a mile. And if that wasn't enough, you know, these guys are military and this is somebody that would actually, you know, have to carry a lot of stuff. And so you do that. If you want to do it the right proper way, you wear a 20 pound tactical vest. So adding 20 extra pounds onto your body while you're doing all this. Oh my goodness. When I first heard about this, I was like, sign me up. Uh, No, I actually didn't say sign me up. That's just crazy. Who in the world would do that? Well, this is my fourth or now probably about fifth year doing it. I just really, really love it. The community of people getting together. And the reason why we do it is because we want to honor and remember the soldiers that have fallen before because Memorial Day is about the soldiers that have passed away. Veterans Day are for the current veterans. But the reason why I bring this up was because I ran this, uh, basically the MRF. I did this entire workout. I was, I'm so, so sore, like literally just like aching everywhere. And I did it and I actually wore the vest and man, it is such an awesome workout. Well, it's not really working out. It's a grueling thing. And you know, when your body and your mind, no, actually it's more your mind is telling you, I can't make it. I can't do another push up, or I can't run that extra mile. You got to think about the soldiers that have died, you know, giving their lives to defend this awesome country. And I'm not a, a at all apologetic about being pro America. I love being free. I love being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. Obviously, there's laws that we got to be governed by, but we don't have a dictator. We don't have a monarch. We don't have, you know, people telling us what to do every day. And I love my freedom. And that goes into having financial freedom, just like we have with real estate state rental properties. And this is why I wanted to bring up the topic today is how to start investing in real estate rental properties. Now, when you start investing, you are actually putting your money to work. Now, a lot of people think that investing is many different things, but what I will help you to understand is investing is when you have something do the work for you, and then you continually make money from that investment. So in today's show, we're going to be talking all about how to start investing in real estate. Now, there's going to be a few episodes inside of this series um, because there's so much to talk about, and I want to give you as much information to help you get started investing in real estate. So if you want to get the podcast show notes, I want you to go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 061. It's the 61st podcast episode. So masterpassiveincome.com passiveincome.com forward slash zero six one to get all of these show notes. And as we're getting started, you're going to get so much information that I actually want to give you something for free. I want to give you something that has everything that I'm going to be talking about today written down for you, and I want to give it to you for free. I'm going to send it to you myself. It is my best-selling book, How to Quit Your Job with Real Estate Rental Properties. How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties is a bestseller, and I want to give it to you for free. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free, all one word, free book. F-R-E-E-B-O-O-K. And I'll have this in the description. So if you're on your phone, if you click on the description, I'll have that link in there for you as well. So masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book. I'll send it to you for free. I'll even put it in the bag myself and put the label on it. Actually, my kids love putting the stickers on it. So I'll have them put the stickers on it and um, I'll send it to you myself. All you're going to need to do is pay a little bit of shipping and handling. Um, It's just basically covering the cost of everything, but no profit at all. Um, It's all going to you. I want to see you change your life. Now, I want to talk to you today about how you can get started. Now, we can jump right into, hey, let's just buy that first property. Let's do that. Well, 
If you do that, you're probably going to do the business wrong and you're probably going to make mistakes. I've made so many mistakes that I've made sure that I help all of my students, all of my coaching students, everybody that goes through my online course, the Ultimate Real Estate Investing System. I make sure that they don't make the stupid mistakes that I did. Actually, you know, the mistakes are almost like they're common sense, but you don't realize the the um, option of not making that mistake until you actually make the mistake or somebody tells you. Like, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're driving down a road and you see that this one road has four different directions you can go. You're coming down one and there's three. You can either go straight, turn right, or turn left. Well, if you are looking at a map pulling all the way back and you know the destination you want to go to, you're looking at a map, you can say, oh, this road easily points to this direction and that's where I want to go. That'll lead me to my destination. Well, the other two roads, unless you actually have a map, unless you're actually shown which way to go, if you turn right or you turn left or you go straight, whichever way is the wrong way, there's only, there's only one right way, but there's many wrong ways. If you make a turn that goes in the wrong direction, then you're going to have a problem because you're not going in the right direction. You're not going to get to the end goal, the end location, destination that you want to get to. Now, that's something that all of us need to know is that when you start investing in real estate, that there are many different ways that people try to tell you how to do it, but there really is only one way to invest. And investing means you're putting your money to work continually over and over and over again. So first, I'm to start off with why you should start investing in real estate. Now, that's a big question. Now, why? Why in the world would I even want to invest in real estate? You know, there's other things like stocks, there's mutual funds, there's 401ks, which they're basically all the same thing. They all go to buying a stock in a company. Um, other ones are just managed by other people, which whole another story for another another day. But there are so many other things I can invest my money in. What if, I, what if I wanted to invest my money in an old painting that might appreciate over time or a bottle of wine, which I have done before, which is stupid because I didn't know what I was doing. I just bought a bottle of wine. I was like, yeah, maybe this will appreciate. It was only like a hundred bucks. And by the time it was um, and like three years later, I was talking to my buddy who is a wine um, uh, viticulture guy, or basically he makes wine. And he says, dude, it's, it's just basically worth what you paid for it. Anyways, all, all that's a long story to say that real estate rental properties is a way to bring financial wealth to you and your generations to come when you invest in rental properties, when you buy and hold that property. You hold it for a long term, long periods of times for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, like however long you can hold it and you keep passing it down to your children. And then your children pass it down to their children, and then their children pass it down to their children. Now, what I want to do is quickly go over, because I actually had a whole entire podcast where I talk all about the six ways that real estate makes you money, but I'm going to quickly go over the six ways that real estate makes you money. And if you want to check out that podcast show in its entirety, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero two eight. That's the 28th podcast where I talk all about the six ways that you make money in real estate. And I go in much, much further detail. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through really, really quickly the six ways that real estate rental properties, not just real estate, not like flipping and wholesaling and tax liens and deeds and all that stuff. I'm not going to give you any of those. I'm going to give you, this is solely for real estate rental properties. Okay. Number one, my favorite is 
cash flow. That means money's coming into your pocket every single month without you working at all. That's how I'm able to not have a job. That's how I'm able to travel the world, be with my family, be with my lovely wife and do whatever we want and not worry about bills. That's cash flow. That's where your rents exceed your expenses. Basically, you know, you rent the property for $1,000. The expenses total $750. And so you pocket $250 a month. That's cash flow. Next up is equity capture. Equity capture is fantastic because that is basically making money when you buy something. So imagine buying a car and you actually make money, right? The first day that you buy the car, the first second you buy the car, you make money, which we know that's not true. If you buy a brand new car, when you, as soon as you drive it off the lot, 20% is taken off the value just because it's not new anymore. It's used now. So imagine buying something that the first day you've made money. That's what happens when you get equity capture. You buy one property with that one property. Let's say you buy it for $100,000. But as soon as you buy it, because you bought it below market value and the actual market value of that $100,000 property is $120,000. Well, you have $20,000 in equity. You've captured that equity. You can put that in your pocket. You can use it for something else, which I I've used it to actually buy other properties, but you get equity capture. You get automatic money right when you buy the property. Another one is market appreciation. And we absolutely know that the market always appreciates. Now, there's sometimes it comes back down, there's a crash, but it always comes back up. Like right now, the prices are right back up to where the, the market crashed back in 2009. And so market appreciation, the value of homes will always go up just for the pure thought of appreciation, even if it's solely just for inflation. Inflation is what is going to cause prices of homes to go up, but there's also buyer demand and interest rates and so many other things that that can actually entail for the value of the property to go up on its own. That's market appreciation. Next one is forced appreciation. Forced appreciation is when we buy the property, let's say again, you buy that property for $100,000. It's worth $120,000 just because you bought it lower, but then you put $5,000 in. You know, you put paint on the walls, you put a new flooring and new carpets, you know, <laughs> trim up all the weeds in the front and backyard and plant some nice flowers. Basically, you put $5,000 in to make it look good. And then when you're done, it's worth $140,000. So you have a property, you bought it for $100,000, you put $5,000 in, now it's worth $140,000. That is a $35,000 equity gain in that property from when you bought it and you put into it. That is forced appreciation. So you force the appreciation up $15,000 because it was worth one hundred twenty. You put $5,000 into it. It appreciated a total of 20. Well, 20,000 minus 5,000 you put into it is $15,000. Hopefully these numbers are not going to worry you too much, but basically you appreciated it up. $15,000 because you put your work into it to make the property better. Now here's another fantastic one. Now these are all great, but this is just Brilliant. I just absolutely love this one. The next one is the mortgage buy down, or basically the mortgage is being paid for by the tenant. You're not paying the mortgage. You're not paying the principal and the interest. The tenant is. And that, isn't that just beautiful? So here's what it comes down to. You buy a house for $100,000. Let's say you get an FHA loan. You put 3.5% down, which is $3,500. Well, you still owe $96,500 on that property. Well, if you rent it out for the entire life of that loan, 
you are not paying that $96,500. Your tenant is paying that $96,500. On on top of that, they're paying the interest. All of the interest, they're paying for that as well because that's accounted for in your expenses and you're still making money. Isn't that fantastic? The last one I'll quickly go over is tax advantages. One, it's a business, so you can business write-offs. Two, it's you can do capital gains um, tax deferment, which is a 1031 exchange where you, you defer your capital gains to the next property, basically buying the next property, which I'm not going to get into. It's a whole nother thing. But tax advantages are ways to get out of paying taxes legally and making money at the same time. So cash flow, equity capture, market appreciation, forced appreciation, mortgage buy down or mortgage being paid by the tenants and tax advantages. So those are six ways. So when you're asking me, hey, Dustin, why in the world should I invest in real estate rental properties? Well, here's why those six ways, but not only that, I'm going to give you more. So it's also an automatic business. It's a business that runs itself. Like I've literally taken weeks vacations. Like um, in 2017, I went to Japan for six weeks driving all around Japan with my family and did not do any work on my properties at all. And I still made money as well as I went to Europe in 2018 for six weeks and traveled all around Europe, 11 different countries for six weeks and didn't do any work. It was so amazing. Now this year, we're going to be going to the East Coast, going from Florida, driving all the way up to Washington, D.C. and New York for a four-week trip just because you know we have a couple conferences to visit. It's going to be super fantastic. So it's an automatic business because you get other people to do the work for you. Here's another reason why. You also get financial freedom, financial independence. You can basically retire early and quit your job, your J-O-B, which is just over broke. That's what it stands for, at least in my opinion. When I quit my job, it was one of the best days outside of being married and um, you know believing in God and having my four kids. Quitting my job was one of the best days of my life. So financial freedom. Imagine not having to worry about your bills anymore. Imagine not having to to worry about, hey, I want to go on a vacation. Do I have money? Well, yes, you actually have money coming in. Not having to worry about anything at all financially because you have money coming in. So if that's not enough for you, why you should start investing in real estate, I'm going to give you one more. If you invest in real estate as a rental property, there is a 99% chance that you will not lose money if you do it the right way. I know so many people have the fears and concerns that they're going to lose money because they're investing and they're putting their money into a property. Well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if they get evicted? And what if they tear up the property? What if, well, if you do it right, if you do the business right, there's a 99% chance you're not going to ever lose money. In fact, you're going to make money. It's been I want to say like 10 years since I've literally written a check myself to pay for something on my properties. In fact, I'm always getting checks because of all my properties making me money. So hopefully that's enough to show you why you should start investing in real estate. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is what is not investing? You know, what is investing and what is not investing? In my opinion, investing is buying and holding something in real estate. And when you hold that, you're making money every single month, all the things we just talked about. Now, what is not investing in real estate? Be completely honest and say flipping is not investing. You may invest your money for maybe, um, I don't know, six months or two months or however long, and then you pull your money back out, but you're not really investing. You're buying something 
fixing it up, and then selling it to somebody else really quickly to make money. And so here's what I view investing as. Investing is I put my money in something and I make money over and over again until I'm done, until I sell the property, until I get out, but I'm continually making money. Now, if you're flipping a property, if you flip one property, that's great. You might make some money, which is really, really good to make money, but you have to flip more properties in order to make more money. Like you don't have an, a cash machine where money just keeps coming in because once you sell that property, that property's gone. You cannot make money from, you can't sell it over and over again. You cannot do that. Where I can rent a property over and over and over and over and over again to many, many tenants. And so flipping is not investing. It's basically you have your own job. You basically, you work one time and you get paid one time. You don't work one time and get paid multiple times. Another way that people say is investing in real estate, but is not, is wholesaling. Wholesaling is basically where a person finds a seller, finds somebody who wants to sell their property, gets, you know, talks them down, gets them to contract with them as opposed to with a real estate agent. And then they also find a buyer and they match the two, the buyer and the seller together, and they make a commission, just like a realtor would, you know, two to $5,000 or whatever it might be, a commission on the connection between the two people. And so a wholesaler completely relies on that next deal. If they don't get that next deal, they don't eat. You know, they don't have money to do whatever they want. And so it's not investing. Now, people might completely disagree with me, but this is my opinion that investing is where you work one time and you make money over and over and over again. So flipping is not, wholesaling is not, just like being a realtor. You know, being a realtor, you got a job. You make that next sale, you sell the next property, you make money, but you got to go back out and do it again. Like if you didn't work for an entire year being a realtor, you won't make any money. If I didn't work for an entire year being an investor, I will always be making money because my property works for me. Now, here's the thing. I still don't work and I haven't worked for two and a half years since I quit my job and I still haven't worked, but I'm still making money. Hundreds of thousand dollars over and over again. It is fantastic. Now, Let's get into the actual steps. And this is gonna be broken up into a couple different podcasts because there's so many steps that I wanna give you a good understanding of how to start investing in real estate rental properties. Now, your first, very, very first step, and this is what I do with all my coaching students. I walk them through the process. I get them to where they need to get to be. The first, very, very first step is getting your financial house in order. Basically making sure that you're financially set to start investing. Now, there's a problem that if you inherit, um, like say a million dollars, or you win the lottery and you win a million dollars, but you don't have your financial house in order, you don't know how to spend wisely, you don't know how to cut your expenses, you don't know how to increase your income, all that money is gonna go get blown through and you're not gonna have any money anymore. That's the big problem. So what we wanna do as investors is to understand money, understand how it can benefit us, and understand how to use money for our benefit and for our family's benefit. So here's a few steps I'm gonna give you to get your financial house in order. Your first one is to reduce expenses. Reduce the amount of expenses that you have. Like look at everything that you're spending your money on and figure out, hey, can I cut this out? Like instead of paying an $80 cable television bill, should I just get like Hulu for 10 bucks a month or however much they're charging now? Or should I get some other, you know, TV program or just buy an antenna and just watch over the air or read books, you know, go to the library, read books, but just figuring out ways to cut that out. You know, I'm not saying that you should cut it out forever. Once you're actually wealthy, once you have plenty of money coming in, then buy the Starbucks that you want. Go get your cable, go get the extra HBO package and the NFL ticket, go do whatever you want because you have money. But 
but now's the time to start reducing expenses so we can sacrifice a little now so in the end, we're gonna live the dream life. Okay, so number one is reduce expenses as much as you can. Number two is increase your income or your ability to earn money, to make money. If it's going to your boss and say, hey boss, I do a fantastic job, you should give me a raise or I'm requesting a raise, then do that. If it's working on the weekends, driving for Uber to make more money, then it's doing that. It's increasing the amount of money that comes into your pocket. And in just a minute, I'm going to be talking about saving for a down payment. This is why we're doing it. We're cutting expenses so that we can have more money in our pocket at the end of the month. And we're going to increase income so that we have more money in our pocket at the end of the month so we can then save more. Now, here's the next step I'm going to give you in getting your financial house in order. Eliminate debt. Literally destroy that debt by knocking it out as quickly and as fast as possible. Now, when you have debt, now I'm not talking about like a mortgage. If you have a mortgage on a home that you're living in, that's okay debt. That's not consumer debt. Consumer debt would be getting credit cards and writing those up to where you have 10, 20, 40, $80,000 in credit card debt. Get rid of those. Even if you have school loans, get rid of those school loans. You want to get every debt. If you have a car, I've even worked with students where they've sold their car, their $30,000 car, to buy a $5,000 car that gets them from point A to point B so they can have that money to then invest in real estate. And so what I say is eliminate debt. Now, I'm going to give you a quick tip, a quick pro tip that I suggest if you have credit card debt. If you have many credit cards, this is the way that I would knock these out. This is what I tell all my students too, is to use the snowball method. Say you have four credit cards and you have from highest to lowest, the lowest dollar amount. You want to attack that one as hard as you can. So you get a win under your belt. You basically get rid of that one credit card, get rid of that that one payment. So knock that lowest one out as fast as possible. Now, don't go with the highest interest rate. I know we're going to get to that, but we want a win on our belt. And here's what you do. When you knock out that first credit card, you take that entire payment and everything extra that you're putting towards knocking that out. And then you apply that to the second one. And imagine if you had that entire first payment plus the extra putting to the second one, how much faster would that one get knocked out? And then when you're done with that, do it again. Take all that second, the first and second money that you were putting towards those credit cards, apply it to the third and then the fourth and so on and so forth. And when you're doing that, you're putting so much more money down to pay off the principal. You're not going to be adding that much interest because you're knocking the principal out so much faster. So get your financial house in order, reduce expenses, increase income and eliminate debt. Okay, the next thing I want you to do is I want you to buy your own house and stop renting. There's a reason why I rent my properties to people. And it might be like you, if you don't have a home that you live in, you're renting a property from somebody just like me, where I am making money at a minimum of $250 every single month from that one property. So when you're paying your rent, that is putting extra money into an investor's pocket. And I want that to be you. So this is what you do. You want to buy your own house and stop renting. And there are many different reasons why you should do this. A big one is you're not throwing money away. A big, another big, so here's a list. You're not throwing money away. That's number one. Number two, you're putting money into your pocket because any extra you would be paying on your rent, you're putting that money into your pocket. Number three, you're getting equity in that property 
that as you pay the mortgage off over time, you get more equity because the principal balance lessens and the value of your home increases, so you have equity. Then you can tap into that equity, and I've done this so many times, it's not even funny. I well, Actually, it's funny how many times I did it. It's like exaggeration. I actually laugh when I think about how many times I did it. I pull so much money out of my personal residence as well as my rental properties to buy more properties because that's just ready cash that if I just refinance, pull the money out, I can buy properties that make me money. It pays off the new mortgage that I got as well as makes me extra money. I can go into detail of how I did it, which I've done in the past. Go check out the BRRRR strategy that I've talked about in the uh, previous podcast so you can learn all about that as well. So stop renting and buy your own property. Next one. This is a big one that I always work through with my students is you want to create your investing goals. Create your goals for investing. Create them so that you can understand how, how in the world are you going to be able to quit your job or change your life to get the life that you want so you can live the dream life? What's the right path for you? Now, when I work with coaching students, I help them to have so many options. That's the thing we talked about in the beginning is having options. If you don't have options, well, you're just more reacting. You know, something happens, then I got to react. Well, one thing I've done so many different things right and so many different things wrong that I know just about every single thing that's going to happen and the decisions you're going to have to make, the different options you can possibly have, and then the route to go. So when I'm working with my coaching students, I'm working working with them to create their goals. Like if somebody wants to quit their job within five years, we say, okay, you want to quit your job in five years? Now, next, what do you have to work with? How much money do you have to invest? How do we take what you have to invest and then get that to accomplish your goal within five years to quit your job? And we work through that. So it could be maybe instead of quitting your job, maybe you just want to have a little extra money in your pocket. So maybe an extra $2,000 a month in your pocket so you can save up to go on trips. You know, you might really love your job. I mean, you know, not everybody has to quit their job. You may really love their jo- your job. You know, God forbid you actually got, you know, laid off or something. But if you love your job, you just want extra money. This is another thing. This is another goal that people can have. Um, and so we would look at what you start with and how to get your goals and accomplish your goals. And we work towards that. So create your goals. What is your ultimate vision for your life? Do you want to move to Hawaii and live there and never work again? Do you want to move to the mountains? Do you just love living in San Diego? What are your goals? What do you want to do? And we're going to work together to make that come true for you. From where you are to where you're going to go, where you want to go, we work together. So create your goals. That's a huge, huge one. And then a big pro tip Don't let those goals get out of your sight. You know right now you're passionate about this. You get the excitement. You know that you you can do it. You absolutely can do it. I have so many people that have done it. You can do it, but what's going to happen is life's going to get in the way. And all of a sudden you're going to be thinking, oh man, you know, I got this bill. I got that bill. And oh, we have this coming up and there's always excuses, but you need to push through those. These are your goals that are going to get you to your end dream life where you're not going to have to worry about money or your time or somebody controlling your life. You have financial freedom. So this is you you want to focus and not lose track of your goals. I'll tell you, one time I lost track of my goals. So it was about year six when I lost track of my goals. I knew I was going to quit my job and I basically started spending the money that I was making. So I remember it was specific. It was like in July of like 2014. 
I was starting to realize, hey, man, I got a lot of money coming in. This is great. You know, I was making, I don't know, like $8,000 a month. And I started spending that money. I started spending before I had. So I was buying lots of stuff. We were going on trips. And I took my eye off the ball because I still had my job. But I didn't quit because I was kind of scared and nervous. I didn't have enough money saved up and all that sort of stuff. But I thought, man, I have plenty of money. I'm making $70,000 from my job. I'm making $8,000 a month from my properties. And so I started spending and buying and spending and buying and trips and all that sort of stuff. And it turned out that the next month or like two months later, after I started racking up debt on credit cards, I didn't, it wasn't really debt. I was spending on credit cards thinking I had money. Oh, more money is going to be coming in next month. So I'll just pay it off then. Well, it went from like an $8,000 check or 7000 whatever it was to like, and I specifically remember this. It was an $1,100 and thir- no. $1,113 check instead of like a $5,000, $6,000, $7,000, check. It was $113. I was, my jaw hit the ground. I was like, what happened? Well, many things happened. Uh, one or two evictions. I just bought one or two properties. So we were fixing it up. Um, tenants weren't paying so many different things. And all of a sudden I went from thousands to, uh, $100. It was crazy. And it took two months of like, I think it dipped down as low as like $48 for the next couple months. And then it gradually went back up, but it went back up after I got the next properties um, rented out and all that sort of stuff, evictions all taken care of. But man, that set me back a lot because it really hindered my ability to save and to buy more property. So I took my eye off the ball. I could have quit a year earlier from my job if I didn't take my eye off the ball, but I did. And, you know, still, praise the Lord, I'm still able, I was still able to quit at nine years, but I could have quit at eight. So don't take your eyes off the ball. Now, here's the next thing that I want to give you. You need to get real estate investing education. I'm going to be completely honest with you and tell you that I screwed up because I did not get education. You know, I read a couple books and I read a couple blogs and listened to a couple podcasts and said, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Well, in doing that, it has cost me tens of thousands of dollars, maybe $30,000. I don't even want to count. I mean, I'll give you an example. I bought two properties at the same time and I didn't know that the electricity was off for a year. And remember, this was like 2010 or something where there's a lot of foreclosures. The electricity had been off for a year and the city came in and said, it has to be brought back up to code for us to turn on the electricity. Well, everything was out of code. I mean, it was like a you know 50-year-old house. So the electricity was so out of date that the code was so advanced that I had to rewire the entire house. I had no clue. If I had somebody telling me and you know, kind of watching out for things like this that has been there and done that, I would have saved. It cost me $3,500 for rewiring one house, but I had two houses. So that was $7,000 out of my pocket and not knowing that I could have had that all taken care of beforehand before I bought the property. What I would have done was I would have lowered the price of my offer and lowered it by $3,500 and sell, tell the seller, hey, I got to update the electrical. This is just what it's going to be. So this is my offer. I would have put it inside the offer. But I had to spend $7,000 on these two properties on the electricity, which electrical was actually fine. It was just out of code. So it had to be updated. So get real estate investing education. Now I, with all of my students and all my coaching students, I have coaching that I work with them one-on-one, but I also have the ultimate real estate investing system. Now that ultimate real estate investing system walks everybody from beginning to end, from, from nothing to, you know, no business, no understanding of real estate, no knowledge of business, no knowledge of anything to the very end, having your own fully functioning rental property business that makes you uh, at least with one property 
$250 a month. And then you have that business that you can then put more properties, more inventory into that business. So basically, that business, think of it like a convenience store. Your business is already set up, and that's what I help you to do. And I help you to get that one piece of inventory, that one property inside there. Once you have, and if you view your properties like inventory, you have your business, you put that one property as inventory into your business. Now all you gotta do is go out and buy another piece of inventory, another property, put that into your business and scale it up from there. It's it's self-scaling because your business is already set up. I already showed you how to do that. All right, guys, so now if you wanna know more about the coaching, I want to give you the ability to go check out the coaching at the very top of my website, masterpassiveincome.com. You'll see at the very top, a link that says courses. Or if you wanna just click on the link in the description, I'll put that in there as well. And on top of that, if you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash courses, you can see everything that I have, my coaching and my courses. I just really wanna help you out. But at the same time, if you wanna just keep listening to my podcast, absolutely do so. If you want to go out and check other podcasts or blogs or read books, definitely do that. Get as much real estate education as possible because that education will help you to get over the fear. And once you get over that fear, that is when you will be able to make the decision and buy that first property. Okay, so there's so many more steps. And next week, we're gonna continue in looking at how to start investing in real estate. And I've given you the groundwork. If you just get started on that right now, you will be in a much better position than anybody else who just says, I'm gonna go buy a first rental property and rent it out. So get started working on that. And remember, go get your free book, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book. I want to give that to you for free. All you do is pay a little bit of shipping and handling. I'll send it to you myself, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free book. All right, guys, you've been terrific. Thank you so much for being here with me. I'm super excited for you and you changing your life forever by investing in real estate rental properties. All right, guys, get out there, start investing, learn as much as you can and change your lives forever. All right, we'll see you.